This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Parshas B'Shalach Tavshinayin Zayin. This week, special Shabbos, known as Shabbos We speak about the parsha how the Yidin finally left Mitzrayim, were taken out of Mitzrayim, and how Hashem brought us to the Yamsuf and drowned the Mitzrayim, and we were saved. The Pesach tells us very interesting, when we left Mitzrayim, Hashem led Bnei Yisrael through the Yams, through the Derech Midbar towards the Yamsuf. The Chamushim Alu Bnei Yisrael Me'erth Mitzrayim, and Bnei Yisrael came out of Mitzrayim armed. So Rashi, what does it mean armed? So Rashi says, "Ein Chamushim Ela Muzayanim." They came out armed means they were they armed. They had weapons. So it's interesting if they had weapons. Why later when they were traveling and all of a sudden they find out that the Mitzrayim are chasing them? Why don't they turn around and fight? Why were they so scared? In fact, Hashem tells them later on, Hashem yilachim lachem, Hashem will fight for you, v'atem tacharishon, and you should remain quiet. Why? They had weapons. And if you're going to say they had weapons, but they didn't know how to use them, and they were scared, so then why did they take weapons in the first place? Why does Hashem tell them to take weapons if they're not going to be able to use them? So if they had weapons, they should use them. Many ask this question. Among the many trutsim, there's a beautiful Chassam Seifer. And the Chassam Seifer says, it all is based on a Pasuk later on in Dvarim, in Perach of Gimel, Pasuk Ches, where the Pasuk tells us, mitri, Do not reject the Mitzri, because you were a stranger in their land. In other words, you had hospitality in their land. You had hospitality in the land of the Mitzrim. If you're in hospitality in the land of Mitzrayim, you can't go and reject them. Now the question is obvious. We had hospitality in the land of Mitzrayim. We were slaves in Mitzrayim. We didn't want to be there. We didn't want to be in Mitzrayim. Who wanted to be in Mitzrayim? So why are you telling me that we have to have Hakar Satayv to them? And the answer is yes. Because the word is not being thankful. The word is Hakar Satayv. Hakar Satayv means recognizing the good that was done for you. When you recognize the good that was being done for you, it's for you. When you're thanking somebody, then it's for the other person. And we see that the whole Mitzrayim is that way. We know that if we have Nevela, we give it to the dogs. Why the dogs? Because the dogs didn't bark by the Makas. Why do we go and do Petr Hamar by a donkey? Because a donkey, we said every family had 90 donkeys worth of valuables that we took out of Mitzrayim. You think the donkeys of today know what's going on to the great-great-grandparents and the donkeys uh, thousands of years ago? Of course not. But we have to realize that we got something and we have to be makotay for that. And it's the same thing by the makas. Maisha didn't hit the Nile. Maisha didn't hit the ground by the first three makas. Why? Because he was saved by them. And you can imagine, he's not hitting the Nile where the Nile's going to go cry. How does the river cry anyways? The answer is, as it says in the Gemara Baba Kama, that you don't throw stones into a well that you got water from. Why not? Because you got water from it. You have to be makotayv. Many years ago, there was a fellow and his wife, they went to visit their grandchildren for a week in the bungalow colony. And while they're in the bungalow, they're sitting there relaxing, having a very good time. And he sees his grandchildren running around the house, running around the bungalow. He looks and he sees his nine-year-old grandson and his eleven-year-old grandson are running around with a broom. 
and he looks, and they're chasing, they're chasing a rat. And he sees it, he says, stop, stop. They look up and say, Sadie, it's a rat. And they're running around with the broom chasing it. And the grandfather says, stop, stop chasing it. And he says, Zadie, it's a rat. It's not even kosher. You can't eat it. And they're chasing it. And finally the grandfather gets up and says, if you don't stop chasing it, I'm going to leave. He says, Zadie, what? It's a rat. I'm going to leave if you don't stop chasing it. Come here. They put down the brooms. They sit down next to the grandfather on the couch. And he says, you know, I want to tell you something. Many years ago, I was in a terrible place. A terrible place called Auschwitz. Now is not the time, but when you're older, I'll tell you some more about it, he told them. But I want you to know, when I came to Auschwitz, in the winter of 1944, it was January 44, and it was terribly, terribly cold. And by the time I got there, the barracks were so crowded, we would sleep on four levels high, slabs of wood, and we just have to lie there. But it got so crowded that we couldn't anymore lie down on our backs or our stomachs. We had to lie sideways. Sideways. And we were cramped together. But there's one good thing to this, and that is because it was so, so cold, and only a few barracks had heaters. Most of the barracks, plain wood, no fireplace, nothing. It was freezing cold. But, because we got to lie next to each other, we each shared each other's body heat. And that itself is what kept us alive in those freezing, freezing winter nights. But, at the end of the barracks, there were people at the ends who did not have anyone sleeping next to them. And therefore, there were lotteries every week. And the unfortunate people that won that lottery, they had to sleep at the end of those rows. And very often, they would freeze to death. And then the grandfather said, one time it came, it was my turn. I won the lottery, and I had to sleep at the, ed- at the edge. Well, that night, I said goodbye to my friends. I said, Vidai. I said, Shema. And I went to sleep. Sure enough, the next morning at 5 o'clock, I hear the dogs barking. I hear the guards, Yamach Shemam, screaming. And I wake up and I'm startled. I can't believe I'm, I'm still alive. And I look down, and all alongside me were a bunch of rats lined up against me. Well, evidently, these rats also were freezing cold at night in Auschwitz. They also wanted body warmth. So after I went to sleep, must have been the rats came and snuggled against me in order to get body warmth from me. But while, I was getting, while they were getting body warmth from me, I was getting body warmth from them. And that's how I stayed alive. Well, it was my turn for a week. And the next night, I said goodbye to my friends. I said, Vida, I said, Shema, with a lot of Kavana. And again, the next morning, I woke up and there was a row of rats. For the whole week, every morning I would wake up and there was a row of rats. And that's how I survived my time at the edge of the row in the freezing cold bitter nights in Auschwitz. And now I cannot sit here and watch you chase around the, the, the rats. I have to have a car to type to those rats.
Now you can imagine, these rats here are probably not even related to those rats in Europe. But I have to have a cursed type. I have to be makertayv. And that is what Hashem is showing us over here. When we leave Mitzrayim, one of the first lessons we have when we leave Mitzrayim is we left Mitzrayim chamushim. We left Mitzrayim armed. Why do we leave armed? So we should have the ability and the wherewithal to fight Mitzrayim and don't. If we didn't have any weapons, then we can't show that we're not fighting against the Mitzrayim. We have no weapons. We have to run. Hashem said, go up with weapons. Why should you go up with weapons? So when it comes time to fight, you won't fight. And that will be able to show that you're being makertayv and that you're having a karasatayv, one of the most important lessons we can learn from this parsha. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.